Welcome to another episode of the Esports Network Podcast. Thanks for joining us here. I'm Mitch Rims. Today's topic is esports myths. Everybody who spends some time around esports and people who are just getting into it have probably heard some of the questions that have come up in this when explaining esports to a parent or a friend who isn't aware. These are some of the first questions they ask because they're prevalent myths about esports. So we're going to cover three today, three I believe, uh, three main ones at the very least. The first is esports aren't sports. So we'll be looking at the difference between digital and physical sports. We're going to cover the capital S in esports and why it is now not just a matter of preference, but actually flat out incorrect to spell esports with a lowercase e and a capital S, which was uh, very popular and you still see in a lot of traditional media and even in some other countries. We'll get into the nuances of that discussion. And then the final one we're tackling is gamer stereotypes and what the profile of the casual esports player and the professional esports player looks like and how it differs from the perception of gamers in mainstream media a lot of times. Let's get right in to the first, the biggest question esports aren't sports. You've probably heard this question if you're in esports, or you've probably had this question in the past. Are esports sports? Or it's also been told as esports aren't real sports. Or when talking to somebody who's particularly ornery, probably on Twitter, you know esports aren't sports, right? Well, the truth of it is, it doesn't matter. Esports are esports. They are digital versions of sports. If you think that they are on the same level as a physical sport, or you don't, that's really a personal choice. There is the one key difference between sports and esports. That's physicality. One happens in the real world, I guess I should say. They both happen in the real world. One is using your body, and the other is using a computer, like so many things in this digital age. But the similarities between the two are why esports are called the thing they are, which is literally digital sports. That's what the E means in common language is digital. And they are digital sports because just like sports, they reward rigorous practice. They require teamwork to succeed. They're, very, they're highly competitive. They, have a, they place immense pressure at the highest levels. They're played professionally their environments to bond with friends. Coaches play a pivotal role in improving people's skill. They make you learn to play a role like the best team sports do as well. And they need you to be both mentally and sometimes physically tough because the grind and the practice in esports is grueling. And while you're not running sprints or bench pressing or squatting or doing any of those metrics, it still takes a toll on the body to be gaming and playing at a very high level for 8 to 10 hours a day. Fatigue naturally sets in. So esports players have to be mentally, and there's been proven correlation between physical health and mental health. So I would argue that esports players need to be both mentally and physically fit to be successful. And we'll touch on that more in the gamer stereotypes. 
But really, the reason this myth is so prevalent is because the sports networks are picking up esports and because of the name. Obviously, they're calling it esports, but let's focus on that name. The E in The E in common language refers to a digital version of something that exists in the physical world. Look at email. When email was invented, nobody started yelling, that's not real mail. When people buy goods off Amazon, nobody yells, e-commerce isn't real commerce. It's a digital version of a physical thing. And that's exactly what esports are. You take sports, this massive global phenomenon that's been around for centuries, and now you translate it to digital, the natural progression of so many industries. Everything is moving towards digital. So that's what esports are. That's what the E signifies. We took this physical thing that's been around forever, and now we are taking all the concepts from it, the competitive, the teamwork, the practice, the settings, the coaches, every everything that goes into sports, we're going to move it digital and we're going to call it esports because that is what society has decided signifies a digital counterpart of a physical thing. That's what esports are. So it doesn't matter if they're sports or not, they're esports. That's it. But nobody came for email and e-commerce because Nobody cared as much about mail or commerce. They were like, yeah, it's digital, sure. But sports holds a almost mythic regard in the minds of so many people. Sports are a guiding force. Like People would describe themselves first as a sports fan. It is their persona. It is what they do. So when something comes and calls it a sport and they don't think it's a sport, and we've seen this plenty of time with chess, with NASCAR, bowling, golf, you know, anything that's not absurdly, doesn't make you sweat a ton, is always called into, is this a sport? I'm not sure. And all those have different varying degrees. I would argue that all of them are sports, and they've all been recognized by international governing bodies, even chess, which is going to be in the Olympics in a couple of years. And hopefully esports is too, but that looks like that is further away. And that is another topic for another time, because that is very complicated. So that's really the the crux of the R esports sports issues. Sure, um, they require you know you have a bunch of athletes who have gone on the record and been like, yeah, the practice that these esports guys are going through is akin to what I was doing when I played when I was practicing physical sports. Like Rick Fox, who's embroiled in a controversy right now, not on his doing, and there's a full podcast on. The Echo Fox controversy, if you want to get caught up on that on Esports Network Podcast. He goes on record and he's like, yeah, I play for the Los Angeles Lakers and now I run an esports organization. And what these guys are doing is they're treating it like a sport. They practice 10 hours a day. They're constantly finding any edge they can to succeed. So the whole this whole roundabout thing is to point out that there are way more similarities between esports and sports then there are differences. And the one difference is physicality, which is literally explained by the E going in front of eSports. It's a digital version of a physical thing. So that's 
That's how I answered the the answered the R esports sports question or the other condescending variations of that question you might be hit with when explaining this to a mainstream population. So that's myth number one, and I think it's I think it's the biggest of all esports myths that are commonly held or portrayed or talked about. It's the one you see the most on mainstream media. Now, the second myth is probably is another very contentious point in the esports community. It's more on semantics, I would guess, and grammar versus the other one being uh, literally a case against the name esports. This is about the spelling of esports, and that is the capital S. So it feels like wars have been fought over this capital S in esports. It is now absolutely correct to... Esports is all lowercase unless it starts a sentence, of course, because it is a common noun. It is a thing. So there is no reason to have a lowercase e and a capital S, even though that is still done in some other e areas. Email doesn't do that anymore, but it used to. And e-commerce is still sometimes spelled with an e dash capital C. So it is confusing. There are arguments for why esports should be spelled with a capital S. But now it has actually been deemed incorrect, and that came from the AP Style Guide. In English, I should say, because in other languages, the capital S is still used. Uh, German is a great example of that. But in English, the guide for English media and journalists is the AP Style Guide. And the AP Style Guide has ruled that the capital S is incorrect in esports. And really, for this, I really blame Apple. Because by naming their products the iPhone, the iMac, the iPad, with the lowercase i, and then the capital next letter, they started a trend in tech and computer areas that the capital letter moves to the second word. And, or the second letter, sorry, the capital letter becomes the second letter in the word. And that's a trend that we've seen in some esports organizations who like to throw a capital letter like Optic, who capitalizes the T, Complexity Gaming, who capitalizes the L in the middle, and FaZe Clan, who capitalizes the Z. So it is becoming a trendy thing to throw a capitalized letter in there. But for esports, the crucial thing is they are not a brand. So brands can call themselves whatever they want. They can spell their name like the Spongebob meme, the sarcastic, the way I see esports aren't sports written out with half capital letters alternating. But that's their prerogative. Their brands. They get to name their products. Esports is not a brand. It is a common noun referring to a thing. So... Because of the rules of the English language, a cap a common noun should not start uh, with a lowercase letter f- that has a random capital in the middle. Like that's just not how it works. And so it's becoming a little bit of a barometer of does this outlet or media know? what they're talking about because right now esports has seen so many people jumping to get money into esports to start covering esports to start creating 
esports content because it is the trend, it is the wave of where the future is headed. And with so many new people in, the capital S is a quick way of identifying a company that might not be using best practices and might not be very familiar with esports because it once you're in the industry for a while, you start to see that all the major outlets, ESPN Esports, Esports Observer, Dot Esports, they don't use the capital S. So it really is the more grassroots ones, the ones that have come out of nowhere that are starting new. That's where you generally see the capital S in Esports. So there are people in the industry right now who receive a ton of, you know, things through LinkedIn or DMs or whatever. And if they see a capital S, they just ignore it right there. So there is a big downside to that. The one counter to that argument is other languages because the S is still commonly used in German and it was commonly used in French for a very long time. Like PSG Esports was one of the very latest converters. They only converted a couple months ago from having the capital S in their name. So there are some huge companies that still use the capital S. It's true. It's a thing that's happening but it has been deemed incorrect in American media. I think the person who's really led this campaign against the capital S was Paul Redeye Shaliner. He's an esports host. He's one of that group of OG esports commentators who have been around since through multiple phases of esports. And again, the history of esports, another topic for another time. But esports has been around in some form since the late 90s, early 2000s. And there are some guys who have still been in the industry through all that time. And Paul is one of them. And he's been crusading against the capital S for a long time. He was the one who came to PSG and was like, let's change the capital S. And he has the weight to convince them to do that. And the industry moving and the AP style ruling probably helped as well. But yeah, Paul has been really holding this campaign and so have uh, Rod Slasher Breslau. I think Thorin and Richard Lewis are both on the no capital S train. So, you know, those old guard, when you get the old guard of esports people supporting you, that's really what it takes to get the weight behind something. And it lets you know that, hey, this is, an industry standard now. We're out on the capital S. So if you see it, be wary of it. Myth number three, and we're going to do four today. Myth number three, physical health doesn't matter in esports. So I talked about this a little bit, but there have been numerous studies that link physical and mental health. So that gamer stereotype of a fat person in their basement isn't correct. Watch any esports match, and you're going to see way more fit people than you'll see out of shape people. Now, you don't have to be in top physical shape like basketball or football, but you do need to be healthy. That's really important to succeeding and to playing your best. And now esports organizations are providing the resources for their players to stay in shape. A lot like Team Liquid, Cloud9 have hired, have personal gyms in their facilities. They hire trainers for their players. They give them workout plans. 
They bring in care teams. They bring in physicians. I recently talked to Dr. Todd Sontag from Orlando Health. He's working with the Magic Gaming, the Orlando Magic's NBA 2K team, and bringing care to them. He talked about how important core strength is, how you can avoid carpal tunnel, which is a legitimate and real concern for esports competitors, and how physical and mental health play together. So that's also on the Esports Network podcast. If you want to check out that for a more in-depth look at esports medicine, But really just this stereotype falls away the second you start following esports because you realize that there are way more gym rats than there are out of shape people. There's people of all shapes and sizes in esports. I think that's one of the beautiful things about it. Like you look at the NBA, the guy under six foot is very rare. The average population is 5'9", I think. So... The NBA is just immediately very exclusive based on body type. And esports isn't that. You can succeed if you're out of shape. That's true. And that's beautiful. But most players are in shape because being in shape helps you feel better and helps you play better. It helps you weather storms of 10-hour gaming sessions. It helps you get through tilt because physical health and mental health are linked. And that's what esports organizations are recognizing and that's why they're bringing in even more resources to keep their players in top shape but until that point most players are in top shape anyway and that is because gets into our fourth myth which is gamer stereotypes my favorite myth you know esports are for nerds you have it on deadspin and barstool i forgot what horrible publication that was sorry barstool kind of but whenever they talk about esports, they always bring up the, you know, it's somebody eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew in their mom's basement. You you picture the imagery from South Park, uh, the World of Warcraft episode, where you have that one guy with the computer on his lap and crumbs all over who's dominating World of Warcraft. Cartman and Kyle and Stan all get completely out of shape and it's just disgusting the way they're like gaming. And it's a South Park episode. It's satire. That's what it does. But that stereotype has somehow been accepted as something close to truth, which is odd because it's not. And one key thing to delineate is the difference between gaming and esports. Esports is a very specific subsection of gaming. It probably makes up 10 to 20% of the gaming world as a whole. There's mobile games. There's those uh, world games, MMORPGs like RuneScape and World of Warcraft that take up a whole different thing. Those aren't esports. Esports are very competitive experiences. And you know who are attracted to having a consistent source of competitive experience? Jocks and ex-athletes in a lot of cases. If you think about the normal lifespan of an athlete in America who can it's I can only speak to America because that's where I'm from you play sports through most of elementary and middle school as recreational you're just learning the ropes as you get into middle school you might find one sport that you excel at and you play it more you get to high school you start trying out for teams you make the freshman team you work your way to the JV team hopefully you get to varsity maybe you become captain you play in front of crowds of people you're 18 years old you graduate from high school 
unless you are absurdly good at your sport, like absurdly good, your competitive structure you've enjoyed for the first 18 years of your life disappears. There are no more organized sports. Yeah, you can go play intramurals and you can find teams to go play at the YMCA or run pickup games in local parks. But compared to the schedule and the standings that you used to have in high school, you're suddenly missing out on a lot of competitive outlet. And esports helps provide that for a lot of people. Because esports provide that standing. They have the quantified, oh, I'm ranking up. This is my record over the past two years. If I rank up, that means I'm getting better. It provides that area, that arena for you to grind in and practice and succeed in. So the people who play esports a lot of times are also generally sports fans. We've seen a ton of crossover between traditional sports and esports. There's a ton of money entering in it. There's also just a ton of the younger players in traditional sports love playing esports because they're highly competitive people. You've got NBA, NFL, M- MLB, UFC fighters. All of these different leagues have players streaming on Twitch and playing esports. In fact, there's been some traditional sports coaches who have said that players are getting in a lot less trouble on road trips because instead of going out to the club after their game, like NBA and NFL players are wont to do, they're choosing to stay in the hotel room and play Fortnite or Rocket League, or League of Legends, or CSGO, or Call of Duty, Call of Duty, or NBA 2K, or Madden. It doesn't matter what the game is. These guys are choosing gaming over going out and drinking a ton at clubs. So that's how you know that gaming really has found a foothold in the traditional sports world. And of course, these guys are still going out to clubs. But there's been multiple coaches on the record who have said that esports has gotten, they've seen less guys getting in trouble thanks to esports. And a lot of times we've seen other athletes remark on it. Last season, Aaron Rodgers called video games a problem in the locker room because so many young Packers were playing video games. Cy Young award-winning pitcher David Price was actually injured while playing Fortnite. He was playing for the Red Sox and he actually injured his pitching hand while he was playing Fortnite, which is just absolutely incredible. But the point is, Esports share so many similarities to sports, so it's a natural fit for sports fans to enjoy esports. And it's why the, well, esports aren't real sports stuff is so blown out of proportion. Because in general, if sports fans wanted to dive into esports, they would find they enjoy it because it shares so many concepts with traditional sports. That's why it's called esports that's why it took the name in the first place and that's why it's been so successful we've seen so many nba owners invest in esports we've seen nfl owners invest in the overwatch league the amount of money entering esports is insane and a ton of it a ton of it comes from there's either two sources traditional sports owners and players or tech giants and of course there's venture venture capital firms that are mixes both of those two but really those are the two main sectors of people who now understand esports see what esports are and want to get their money in 
So this idea that esports are for nerds or they're for out of shape people or they're for people playing in their mom's basement is, well, sometimes true, generally incorrect because esports are most engaging for competitive driven people, for ex-athletes. I mean, that's the world I came from. I came from the world of sports broadcasting and I always played games and then esports became a legitimate industry while I was in college and I was like, oh, wait. I love playing video games competitively, just like I love playing sports. I'm going to combine the two and enter esports because it's a natural fit. So the idea that esports are for nerds just doesn't hold up when you really want to take a want to hold a a light to it and look at esports, but that's the common theme with all of these esports myths is that they come from people who don't understand esports and don't want to take the time to learn. They've already immediately wrote off esports. And that's kind of sad because esports is an enjoyable experience. Esports aren't replacing sports. Maybe this is a not, this is a fifth myth, but esports aren't going to replace sports. They're going to add to it. The basketball is not going away. Yeah, esports is gaining viewership and people and mainstream media loves to this had more viewers than the Super Bowl. This, the biggest sport in the world in 2030 will be eSports. It's like, okay, maybe, probably not, but maybe. But eSports are in addition to it. They're another form of sport because when can we not have enough sport? We, Every single casual game that gets created has sports around it. Ultimate Frisbee, we got an Ultimate Frisbee League. Spikeball, we got professional spikeball. Disc golf, sure, we got disc golf. Drone racing? Absolutely. We got the space for that. So why not esports? We've always been adding more sports. As time goes on, more sports get added. The next segment of them are happening on digital. That's all esports are. And if you're a sports fan who wants to check out esports and maybe held some of these myths or still do hold some of these myths and I didn't convince you, that's fair. I don't think I have some magic trick to convince you to check out esports, but I'd recommend giving it a look sometime. See the passion, and if it's in an arena near you, go check it out in person, because that is where esports really shines, just like traditional sports. That's when we all really became sports fans, is when we uh, when we attended a game and we were in the crowd atmosphere. So if you're in a city that holds esports events, I encourage you to go check it out and see the passion players are playing with, and it's hard not to get swept up into the intensity of the of the match. And esports people love to bring other people into the world. So I'm just hoping for esports growth. And esports as it grows is going to have to confront some of these myths. And it already is. And it's already swaying. And it's going mainstream. And the public knowledge of esports is really growing a ton over the last year or two. It's been sort of the hand's been forced. Esports has been around for a long time, but now it's growing into such a business that you sort of have to get with the wave or you're going to get swept under. Well, that's all for this Esports Network podcast. Thanks for listening to me ramble for however many minutes this was. I, I hope you learned something. I hope you agree with my arguments. If you don't, please let me know where I'm wrong. Check out more of the Esports Network podcast done some really great topics so far. I mentioned the esports medicine. I went in depth on the Echo Fox situation. 
I've also covered athletes who've invested in esports, some of the top women gamers, why sports simulations have struggled as esports, really some interesting topics, uh, some interesting interviews. And I love if you wouldn't go check it out. And please remember to rate and subscribe. We're a pretty new podcast, and any rate or subscription really helps us out a ton as we build up our listener base. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. I was Mitch Reams. This was Esports Myths presented by the Esports Network. Oh, last thing I almost forgot. Esports Network is creating a site called esportsmyths.com. It's currently in development and it's going to operate like a Snopes page. So if you ever have somebody who's running into these myths, we're going to be creating basically a Snopes for esports myths, esportsmyths.com. It's not live right now, but I'm planning on doing a second episode because there's way too many of these myths out there. So be on the lookout for esportsmyths.com. But anyway, thanks for listening. Signing off.